What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. What's up, sisters? It's Bria here with the Period Whisperer podcast, episode five. And today I am excited to bring you some really good, valuable content all around fitness and and your hormones, essentially, right? Because so many of us dive into um, our health and wellness goals, no matter what age we are as women, and we think, I just need to push harder, push harder, push harder. And what we, what I have discovered and what we don't always know, what the wellness industry isn't letting us know again and again, is actually there are times in our cycle where pushing harder goes um, so far against our hormone rhythm that instead of helping us make progress, it actually helps us store fat, which I know is the opposite of what we are wanting to do, right? You know, ultimately, I think, you know, we know that healthy fitness can can really amp up your results in a body. And, and ultimately, fitness is kind of twofold. One, it it certainly helps strengthen, you know, our cardiovascular, our heart, our lungs, certainly helps bring endorphins to the body. Um, it certainly helps with bone density, things like that, you know, that are very important all around. Um, but it also is the way to kind of change the body composition. So if you are really wanting to put on muscle or really change the shape and alter the shape of your body, fitness is that path, of course. But you know, consistent weight loss, you know, as much as, as I hate admitting this, really comes more from like nutrition and the other health pillars of our body, right? So we have these four key health pillars. I talk about these in some of the past episodes, rest, um, movement, joy, and nutrition. And when we talk about this movement category, right? I guess just to summarize that a little bit, if you imagine like a tea, your life and your health is a table and you're going to want to like stack things in life and, and things all over that table. If your four key health pillars as the legs of that table are not strong and solid, then you end up with a wobbly table. And if one of them gets so bad or a couple of them get so bad that um, it's not stable at all, then then your health just topples, right? And when your health topples, you can't travel or work or have children or have a family or show up. Like you can't do any of those things. You know, our health is so critical and yet we we so rarely prioritize it. Um, but inevitably we hit this point where the table topples and and we all fall down, right? So what we want is to make sure we're constantly checking in on these four key health pillars. Um, and, and where I think people get really misconstrued when it comes to fitness is that we think this movement health pillar, right? Rest is obviously sleep and rest and recreation, um, you know, in terms of 
I shouldn't say recreation, relaxation, I guess is the, is the word, you know, nutrition of course is what's, what's fueling our body, what's going in and making sure it's not inflaming us. Joy is making sure we are literally laughing and having purpose and fulfillment and more primary food in our life. But movement, people seem to think, you know, I think, and I was one of these people where I thought, well, movements might my hard workout every day. Right. But movement is not that movement is just that general moving of the body. And in a land where we're so sedentary, right, where our jobs are all case in point in front of a computer all the time, um, in front of a screen where we're always sitting or we're so rarely, you know, up and on our feet and moving in a physical labor way for most of us. Movement is that baseline level of what our body just needs to thrive for health. So, uh, you know, a good brisk 30 minute walk, you know, getting out and going for a bike ride, like regular daily recreation. That's where that recreation kind of comes in. It is not hard fitness. Hard fitness, in fact, actually falls into a more of the category around um, joy and and lowering of stress and fulfillment of life, right? Because if you really love fitness, it's more of a hobby for you. You want to get out there. You want to you know, ski or snowboard or play sports, or you just love lifting weights and you really love that piece. You know, even people who are in body competitions, like that fulfills a category of fulfillment for them, not, you know, not nutrition, not, not movement. Like that is, that is its own pillar of fulfillment in life. So it's really important to separate that out. Now, if you, if you like that, then if fitness itself is something that fulfills you, um, you know, there's a, there is a way to do it in line with your hormone rhythm that gives back to your body and lowers the stress in your body and make sure you're getting the most bang for your buck. Because what we often run into and what I've seen in my clients and in myself over the years is if it becomes too difficult for you to do a program because either you're getting injured or you don't seem to have that energy all the time, you know, you're feeling too depleted after you know, all of a sudden you're, you're having these crazy food cravings. If these things all start happening, then you know, you're overdoing it in your fitness because ultimately real hard fitness is asking more of our bodies. And that's great if our body is in a nice homeostasis place, but if we are pushing our bodies to a level, right, where we're lifting heavy weights and we're asking it to adapt or where we are, you know, doing a HIIT training and we're asking it to, you know, move into that anaerobic space, that is actively stressing out our body. That is what extreme fitness does for us, right? It actively pushes the body. And that's very great if we're trying to change the body. But if our body is not stable and strong in the place that it's in, it 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 does the opposite. Instead of our body changing, it almost moves our body into this um, fight or flight place. Of course, once you hit the beautiful age of 35 and we move into the perimenopause years, automatically our cortisol is elevated. The cortisol is that stress hormone in the body. And if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know that what cortisol does to the body is it makes us kind of freeze. Um, our metabolism sort of slows right down and our fast storage amps up in preparation for whatever stressor is going to inevitably come. However, nothing inevitably comes, right? Because we're no longer, you know, in prehistoric days where we're running from lions and tigers and bears. We're living in a constant drip of stress. So what I'm trying to say here when it comes to your fitness is before you dive into a hard, intense workout program that you want to commit to, or before you give your heart self a hard time for not being able to complete that, it is critical 
especially as women over 35, that we make sure our body is in a homeostasis place. And an easy way to determine that is, are you sleeping consistently? You know, are you able to lose weight when you try? Um, Is your energy consistent from morning until night? When when those things are locked, like is your skin feeling good? Is your hormone cycle, your period coming at a regular pace? When those things start to shift, we know there's a hormone imbalance. And nine times out of 10, that hormone imbalance is coming from an excess of cortisol and stress in the body. So what we don't want to do is go out and add more stress to our body, which is what we're doing when we're doing extreme fitness. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't move. And that doesn't mean we can't do fitness if you're one of these people that where fitness kind of fills that joy pillar for you, right? Because in these four pillars of health, there are two of those that actively lower the stress in the body. And then there are two that we want to be conscious of to not enhance the stress in the body, right? So um, movement, daily movement, and what we're fueling our body, we want to make sure we make the right choices there so that we're not creating more inflammation. But rest and joy are the things that bring down the stress in the body. Um, So when it comes to having fitness in your life, and this is where I want to give you those real hard tips for you. When you are in your follicular phase, which is the weak, you know, if you bleed, if you're a bleeder still, like you have, you have a period still, that is the week after your bleed ends. If you do not have a bleed, your follicular phase can be tracked with the moon or your whole cycle can be tracked with the moon. And it is typically in the waxing moon. The growing moon is your follicular phase, which happens right after the new moon where there's no moon. So when you're in this follicular phase, this is a really powerful time to take advantage of starting a newer workout program because this is the time where your cortisol is lower, your energy is high, and your body is very adaptable. Like it's very able to handle this excess of stress. Like the same thing goes into your ovulation time. You know, your ovulation is the full moon or it's that kind of weak you know, two weeks mid-cycle for you if you do have a bleed. And that is a time where all of our energy is the highest. And it's actually a really powerful time, especially if you struggle with anxiety. I find this to be a really powerful time to do a more intense workout because it's when all the hormones are on, on the scene and they're just coming at us. And it can create a lot of anxiety in a lot of us if we aren't moving enough during that time. So those first two weeks after your bleed or after the new moon, that's an amazing time for you to begin something, for you to level up, for you to just really give yourself to your fitness a little bit. If you are in a pocket where your body is in a good calm state. Now, as we head into that luteal phase, which is the waning moon, right? Or that kind of premenstrual time that week before our period, this is a time where we can, we really want to start turning in and asking our body how our body feels, right? Body, how are you feeling? If your body is tired and you push through a workout anyway, you might notice red flags happening like, you know, fatigue in the afternoon, sugar cravings, um, anger, frustration, a real spike in your PMS symptoms are, is such an indicator of you're depleted. Um, and so it's an important time to just, you know, watch your body go a little slower. You can still do your movement, but really, you know, bring it back in the last couple of days right before your period or right before that new moon, because we want to honor the downtime of our period. If you've ever had children before, you know, when you're, you're pregnant, those, they say, especially in that first, you know, trimester, ultimately your body is like running 
a marathon every single day. That's how much energy it's taking to create this being. Well, in a hormone rhythm, in this natural cycle, we are still burning so much more and revving up, especially in that menstrual week and the week before. And we have to remember that we are actually burning anywhere from 250 to 350 extra calories a day during the late luteal phase and, and, and our menstrual phase when we actually bleed. Um, and if we are not conscious of that and we keep trying to push through a hard workout or we are trying to eat less during that time, that's when you can end up face first in some Ben and Jerry's because you're just craving sugar like it's nobody's business because your body needs energy. You're depleted. So in that luteal phase, you want to, you want to scale back. Definitely not focus on anything too high intensity. You know, you can maintain whatever level of weights you're lifting. You could do some power yoga. You could do some fun cardio for you if that feels really good. And then wrap it right up in time for that menstrual week. In your menstrual week, you either want to do nothing like resting, you know, regular movement like walking. Yoga can be a really good thing, especially to satisfy that desire for, you know, dopamine and, and stuff that happens in the brain if you're a cardio junkie. But what we want is to really peel it back and, and take that time for rest. It's a really intuitive time. It's a time where, again, if we are pushing ourselves in a time where our body is already being pushed, we're just going to move into this very stressed out, lower metabolism, high fat storage phase. So if you just scale it back and it seems a little backwards, but you just rest, you can have all the energy in the world during your, your follicular phase. You're going to find you have fewer cravings. So you can manage your food a little bit better. And before you know it, a, a cycle or two passes and you feel like you are crushing it. Okay, so that's my tip for you. And maybe to kind of summarize it up a little bit for you is, again, if you are in a very hormone imbalanced place in your life, you know, or you're living in a really stressed out body, we do not want to add upper level fitness. We want to maintain daily movement, yoga, any type of fitness that releases stress and doesn't add stress like a hit or an anaerobic or, you know, a heavy weightlifting thing. And we want to start a newer fitness program when we're feeling really good in our follicular phase, our ovulation phase, and start to wind it down for in our luteal phase for a solid four to seven days off while we plead. And then we get to repeat. And when you do that, what you'll really notice is not only your energy is consistent, but your metabolism picks up properly. You're working in line with your body instead of against it. I really look at it like almost like this lazy river, right? We have this constant oops, lazy river of, um, of hormones going every 28 days in our body. And when we try to go with it, it, it it's this beautiful flow. But if we try to go across or against it, it takes so much more energy out of us, which is why we end up depleted. So listen, if you are struggling in a body that is stressed out, the first step is really repairing the gut health. I want to invite you to reach out to me if you are interested in learning about repairing your gut health in my new four-week gut health protocol that I'll be doing in, in March. This is exactly what I do for my own, my own gut health and results. Um, and it is a key piece in lowering the inflammation in the body so that your hormones can come back to balance. Uh, reach out if you can help with that. Just know that what is most important in life is we learn how to be more in our life and not just less on a scale um, and listen to your body because it whispers. All right, see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.